Hello, this is Quantum Peeper, a podcast about creative thinking on self-care, authentic relationships, and non-traditional families for a more peaceful and just world. I'm your host, Kristen Harrison. Let's get started. Hello, friends. It's been a while. So glad that you made it back to me. I appreciate that. Uh, We've had the holidays here. We've had some job changes. We've had a lot of things go on. And uh, I appreciate all of you reaching out to me and who've who've reached out, given support and encouraged me to come back to you and record another show. Uh, I had one person in particular who I'd admired from afar for a very long time. I thought just wonderful, wonderful human being. And um, she told me what this show meant to her and it was like it was like everything the only reason I show up the only reason I'm doing this is so that uh there's there's some point of us not feeling so alone in our lives um one thing I'll tell you it could be a little bit of before we get into our our topic today uh about uh you know this idea of uh how to change the world with micro liberation uh housekeeping so I've been doing some thinking, and I, and you, you know, there's these like long-awaited interviews. They're all the interviews. Uh, I'm gonna keep doing Quantum Peeper as me. This is my. There's a you know the the tradition of the homily. You know that I'm going to give you my sermon, my my little speech, my ideas, my thoughts, uh, and I'm gonna do that here. That's what I'm gonna do with Quantum Peeper, and I'm gonna continue to have it be a vehicle for me to explore and see, and also to um, connect with uh, new ideas that I can then share with other folks who'd like to maybe have a podcast. I think. Uh, and a natural offshoot eventually will be producing other people, helping other people produce content, helping other people create their own uh, workshops and uh, subscription classes and that sort of thing. Uh, because as I learn how to do it for myself and learn, you know, use my skills as a editor and dramaturg, uh, they, they just kind of dovetails with with what we do with the podcast. But here's where I go. So the uh, the interviews, though. Uh, and and that whole I- this whole idea of the non traditional family for a more peaceful and just world, uh, I'm gonna put all this into a whole new bag, baby. It's gonna be a whole new thing. It's going to uh, be a project that I've been thinking about for a really long time, and I'm gonna just put all of this under one area, and and do it so that I can. I know I know I'm gonna use the B word. Are you getting ready? It's not that B word. No, it's not that. Uh, that's not that B word either. Brand. I'm going to put it all under one branding idea, so that uh, I can create, uh, have have it create a little bit more impact as it as it drops, as they say, as the kids say. So, all of that being said, um, more on that project uh, coming soon. Let's get to today's message. Let's get to today's conversation. Uh, about how to make the world a better place with the by embracing the idea of micro liberation. So where I'm talking to you from is it is uh, Monday, January twentieth, twenty twenty, and uh, everybody is, that is Dr. King's birthday. And apparently, it is supposed to be the most Monday of all Mondays in the entire year. Uh, 
that this is supposed to be the Monday that that everything just completely sucks is the Mondayest Monday. Uh, but before we get out of January, I want to talk about our resolutions. Okay, uh, you know I, I follow a number of different. Uh, thinkers and uh, rah-rah folks and positive thinking people and, you know, body positivity and, uh, you know, just you know, queer theory, like all kinds of good things. And, you know, I hear and I read and I see over and over again, uh, everybody talking about, you know, resolutions. And then this idea, and I love this, I love January for the idea that we can make ourselves new again, that we can begin again. But one of the things that has been weighing on me, and this is what it just, it, it's, it's driven me, like, it's, it's like, I don't, I don't know if you ever feel like that, like if you're, if you're in a conversation somewhere and somebody says something, and then you're trying to keep quiet, you're trying to like not say anything, you're trying to be like, mm, no, no, I'm not going to take that on. Mm, no, mm-mm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to challenge it. Nope, nope, nope. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. And then like, so have you read anything related to, you know, Foucault or whatever it is? Um, and, and, you know, you just kind of have to like blur, you know, vomit distress all over people um in their in their in their ideology maybe that's just me that's just me anyway what i'm telling you is that this is this 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 little ideas that i'm coming to you with are a little bit in that way i can't take it anymore i can't hear it anymore i can't hear anything about resolutions i can't hear anything else about it without telling you what um what is weighing on my soul. Um, I am, as you, as, <laughs> as you very well may know, uh, I'm, I'm one of these like uh, nice white ladies, right? I'm a nice white lady who uh, has a pretty uh, nice like middle class, upper middle class kind of lifestyle going on. And I think maybe because of that too, I hear a lot about self-care right? We hear, oh, 2020 is the year of self-care. Oh, you're a single mom. You got to put your mask on first. You got to put your oxygen mask on first and then everybody else, right? I follow people who are like world renowned for self-care. People that are like, they are retreat specialists to really find yourself, you know, people. And I um oh, oh it's coming up y'all i'm sorry it's coming up it's about to come up i i, I apologize but just just know where it's coming from all right maybe just get like get get, get the vomit bucket ready get a get a rag something because it's about to come up i'm about to i'm about to go off all of these nice white people are talking about self-care and they are not even mentioning how much privilege it takes to even enact self-care or the idea of self-care. I mean, seriously? Like, here's the thing, right? So even if we look at self-care as this idea that you, uh, you know, that we want to make, we, we, even if we want to make the world a place that we don't need to retreat from, right? That, that we want to, um, you know, we want self-care as uh, getting a better job or self-care as balancing our checkbook or self-care as uh, we're going to eat a little bit, you know, we're going to eat home instead of uh, ordering out. 
all of these things that we talk about with self-care are absolutely uh, slanted and, uh, and, and completely imbued with the idea that you even have time or you have money or you have space to make any of these things happen right that that it's it's that 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 even just being able to to claim that is an act of privilege and um allowing right that we have been that that and there are so many folks in the world who don't have that allowing but the thing that i am not hearing uh and, and 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 you know again I'm not hearing everybody. I don't, I'm not like, you know, on every channel of every Twitter and every social media, but I'm talking about like, just kind of like a current. I'm not hearing anybody talk about community care as it pertains to undoing white supremacy. And it's driving me fucking crazy. It's driving me nuts because I keep seeing and hearing people say, well, we have to have community care. And that means, you know, um, you know, cycles of support for people, you know, if I, you know, it's not just, you know, the, the mom who needs a break, she's got to have her friends and, you know, you got to have your, your circle of people, they blah, blah, blah. Like all of that community care stuff is really important, right? Um, but there's also this element that's absolutely missing, which is recommitting to the idea that if we are made from white supremacy, that we are going to undo it. We're also going to undo it. We are going to recommit to undoing it. Now, this idea of being a, a white person who I would say, I'm not racist. I'm totally racist. And you know why? Because I'm made from racism. Like everybody in the United States, everybody, we're made of it. It's just, it's just like, it's a weird thing we've got to do. It's an alchemy, right? We've got to be made from racism and we've got to be made from white supremacy. And we have to consciously and with focus and commitment, figure out how do we find ways of remaking the world and overturning white supremacy how do we ha- how do we undo it while we are also made from it right now th- this idea though of wanting the world to be different um i was very privileged this is our favorite word today privileged i was honored to be at University of Texas at the same time as Dr. Omi Oson Joni Jones, who wrote a piece that was it's seminal now. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a cornerstone uh, that became then uh, also a speech. Rules for Allies, uh, and if you Google that, Rules for Allies, you should read it. You should, and then other folks have come up with their own uh, take on it. Uh, but it's a frame framework. For how do you uh, overturn oppression? How do you how do you over how do you work towards liberation when you are have places within you that are part of the uh, privileged uh, privileged classes, right? So what do you do with that? How do you do it? And there's a lot to it, and that would be a whole other conversation. But the main thing that 
I that stuck with me for for all these years is that when I say I we I must I want to I recommit to undoing white supremacy and racism it's not because I say this is a nice that would be a nice thing to do and I'm a nice white lady and so you know racism is bad right it's because with every part of my being, I want it to be different. I want it to be different than it is. For myself, it's not just, oh, poor, you know, people of color over here who are having such a struggle in a time, right? Oh, I pity that. It's not pity, right? It is, I myself feel like the world is not as it should be, if the world continues with, uh, with, with these forces and these powers unchecked, right? And so this is hard, right? This is hard stuff because the other part of it too is, and I don't know how, how many of you guys have already turned off or how many folks have I lost along the way, um, is that, you know, one of the things that Dr. Jones, you know, describes too is it's just like, it, you know, and, and, and within the next part of this conversation, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of focusing on talking you kind of at and with uh, my white friends, uh, people who come from that, those positions, or white passing friends who come from this position uh, where we're, when I say, you know, white people, you know, or racist or white culture or whatever it is, we have to know that at once we are part of it and we are making it, but then also we can unmake it. And we have to not be tender. We can't be uh, fragile about this. This is the white fragility. We can say, no, no, actually, yeah, white culture is totally fucked. Like, that's actually really messed up. Yeah, that totally does happen. And I abs- And when you tell me that, you know, this, this, and this has happened, uh, I believe you. And I'm not going to take any of it personally, okay? So with that is a ground rule, right? That we're not going to take any of this personally, like we're 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 bad people because you know we're 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 you know we're made from racism and our entire country and economic you know models are based on racism and like it's not that it's 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 that we're not going to get into white guilt. We're just going to get into okay. Here's where we are. Shit needs to change. What can we do? Right. And so in the attitude of January, in the attitude of MLK Day, uh, I wanted to, I've been thinking about this with, with, with this book I've been reading called Atomic Habits. Have you read it? It's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm still into it. I'm not, I, 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 am <laughs> the person who has like five books on my bookshelf or my books my, side of my bed. And I just, you know, I'm reading like three different things at once and then I go back to the other thing. But anyway, basic point of Atomic Habits is this. Is that if we want to reach a goal, we don't reach that goal by saying, I want to be more fit. And then in some, uh, you know, magical way, we just become fit, right? If we say we want to become more fit and uh, we we take on an attitude that we have to just, um, so say for example, um, let's say quit smoking, okay? So uh, if I want to quit smoking, and somebody, I'm, I'm in the process of quitting smoking, and somebody comes to me and they say, oh, hey, you want a cigarette? I say, oh, I'm trying to quit. That's different than if somebody comes to me and I'm 
I'm wanting to quit smoking and they offer me a cigarette and I say, oh, I don't smoke. Do you see the difference? I'm trying to quit means that I probably will go back to smoking and then uh, I don't smoke. That's a person who's actually in the mindset of being different, right? So where I'm going with this is that if we, according to uh, James Clear on this Atomic Habits, if we want to have a goal, we don't get to the goal by just uh, arriving there by magic or, or, or without purpose. We have to actually become the kind of person who would get to the goal. So we don't get to be, uh, and that's why so many things fail is because uh, why diets fail, while why, uh, you know, sometimes entrepreneurship fails, is because we think about the goal as something that's external to us, and it's going to be something that we can then achieve and still be the same fucking assholes that we are <laughs> when we get there. We've got to be different assholes, my friends. We've got to be different. We've got to change. And so in order to change, we have to change one small habit at a time. And so, you know, James Clear talks about, uh, in Atomic Habits, talks about, uh, well, let's take a habit and this one small thing that we do and think about our lives as all of our habits. And then how do we take that habit and make a small change and then once we make that small change, stack those habits on top of each other, okay? So an example of this would be, um, you know, I want to be more fit, right? So if I want to be more fit and I say I want to get more exercise, well, <laughs> trust me, I've been trying that one. When you just say, ah, I should probably do something about that, like, that's not very specific and it gets you nowhere. But if I say I want to be more fit and I say, well, when I you know, at lunch, I'm going to do 10 push-ups. Okay, that's better. But like, is it before you go to lunch? Is it after you come back for lunch? When is it? His example is, well, when I get up from, I turn off my computer for lunch, I'm going to stop and do 10 push-ups. That is when this time frame happens, I'm going to take this particular action. And that will be one habit that I can have that will allow me to you know, transform to become the kind of person who would be fit, right? I'm not going to just suddenly become fit. I have to bit by bit by bit change. And what I'm really interested in is micro habits, these small atomic habits that we could begin to cultivate in order to undo and unmake white supremacy, Whoa, right? I know, right. So that, but, but, but here's the, it's, it's the antidote to a microaggression. Um, a, a lot of us here will probably be familiar that a microaggression is when, uh, you know, we're in a, you know, we're in a conversation with somebody and um, we say something that is off. Uh, we say something like, um, we, we didn't even know that it was a thing that, was, that, that could be hurtful. And then the person who we're saying it to either has to uh, suck it up and be hurt by it in just a little bit and just kind of be like, oh, that's kind of weird. Or then they have to go through the trouble and the labor of trying to change it, trying to talk to you about it and explain why that was a fucked up thing to say. Um, one of my things right now that that I'm working on, you know, that, that kind of gets me going a little bit is... Uh, both spirit animal and tribe, 
right? Um, oh, they're part of my tribe. No, they're not, Susan. <laughs> they're not part of your tribe. They're your circle of friends. They're people that you know. They're your colleagues. They're your friend group. But they're not your tribe, Susan. Like, that is, is unless, you know, the, the, w there's so much that's borrowed from Native American culture um, without, I guess, borrowed without consent is appropriating. So let's just call it that. Um you know, nacho cheese is not your spirit animal. You know what I mean? Like, not like, like nothing is your spirit animal. Like, unless you have been gone through some long, you know, process of initiation with a shaman of a particular practice and a particular tradition, uh, we we know what you mean by spirit animal. We know what you mean, but like, nacho cheese is not your spirit animal. You know, like you know, Netflix is not your spirit animal. Like none of those things. It's not a joke, right? Okay. All right. So you get what I mean. That's a microaggression, right? Uh, somebody has to decide whether or not they're going to fight you about it or call it out. And then you get into call-out culture where everybody's just calling each other out left and right, right? And that's no fun either. So what I'm going to get at is kind of the antidote or the, the kind of flip side of uh, the microaggression and get to the micro-liberation Right. And what, what are little things that we can do that stack on top of each other that are just a little bit helpful? Just a little bit. And it's uh, not, not even like it, it doesn't have to be any big deal. Right. It doesn't have to be, a, you know, a whole big campaign on social media and performative, uh, you know, social justice. It doesn't have to be, you know, going to, you know, rally after rally. It doesn't have to be spending thousands and thousands of dollars and donations. It can be like these tiny little things that we commit to. When this happens, I will react this way, right? Um, and so I want to share with you three things that I have sort of, thought of, uh, things that have been, that I myself want to work on or continue to work on. And I would encourage you, challenge you to find the other 11,400,778 like trillion, like there's so, obviously I'm not a math person, right? But um, there's so many things that could be done uh, to spot little places where oppression is, could be happening and we can offer with our privilege, with our with our with our whiteness, with our uh, authority in whatever capacity it is, take that and just open it up and say, instead of having a moment of oppression, we're going to have a moment of liberation. Okay, are we are we on the same page where we're going here with this? Okay, good, because I don't want to be mean. I'm not trying to be uh, just talking about becoming better and, and self-care and replenishing the spirit and all of this other shit. I'm all for it. Like I'm a thousand percent for it, but I'm not for it. If the world where I have to do that in is a place where, uh, black men are disproportionately incarcerated, where if I have a, one of my, a, a friend of mine, uh, who's driving down the road who may get shot because they get stopped on, uh, on a, by, by a cop and, uh, you know, they talk back or some, something, or they don't even talk back. They just are, you know, they just have brown skin and so that they fucking die. Like, all of the self-care in the world and all of the replenishing of spirit and all of the, you know, juju, good, feel good, bullshit, whatever it is, I'm all for it. But I also, it has to be in a place where the people that I love can also be safe and feel free and uh, that, that, yeah. Okay. So, all right. Going down that path. Sorry. 
You know where you know where I'm coming from. Okay. So micro liberation. One idea. Here's first idea. Try this one out. When I am walking in public and I am zoned out, I'm not paying attention to where I'm going, and I almost bump into a person of color, person with brown skin, I will move out of the way. I know you're saying to yourself, that sounds crazy. Well, clearly you would, because if you're just walking in front of anybody, or if you're walking, you're, uh, you know, you, you don't want to walk into anybody. I mean, that's just a rude thing. So what I hear from black friends is that people walk into them all the time as if they're not there. White people just plow right through them and take the right of way. And that is a it's 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 a, it's a shitty power move that's completely unconscious and so what i can do in terms of like a micro liberation is commit to being aware of myself in public space and not plowing through the pathways of people of color that seems so so if 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 i am uh in public space uh, the, I, I, I see that there's a person who has uh, uh, broad skin I'm not going to run into them it sounds so fucking easy right like, why is that something that should even have to be said right but it does because here's the thing like, and again I'm not saying like oh and I I'm always so perfect and I never when we are when we, and I say me and my other friends I'm speaking to here, my, 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 my friends out in quantum peeper land, my peepers, my, my friends who are white, the thing is here is that we are all made of white supremacy. So we can't ever say that we're not racist. We can't ever say that we're not supre- white supremacists because we, like everything that we see is, is made of it. So if we if we want to undo it, we have to commit to focusing on, hey, here here's an instance when that's actually happening, and then changing it. And that's why this idea of just a small little thing that we can commit to is a way of waking up, right? Is a way of acknowledging, hey, I'm part of the fucking problem, and I can do this one little thing to wake up right? Comments are always going to be welcome. Comment, you know, mess me, you know, come, t- tell me what you think. I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts. Uh, but I, but I, but I, but I, but I maintain that. That is, that is something that is, uh, I don't know, what is truth? Anyway, number two, um, another area for a micro liberation. Uh, when I am in a meeting, whatever kind of meeting it is, and maybe at work, and I am in the majority in some way. So let's say, for example, I'm in the majority, and uh, meaning that uh, most of the people in the room have white skin, and there are, are a couple of folks who have brown skin, then I will be aware that those voices might be 
uh, stifled. And I will take action to amplify those voices. So what that would look like is, um, it's not to say, okay, well, I'm in a meeting now and I'm a, I'm a white person, I'm in a meeting and there are uh, brown folks present and then therefore we're just going to like hold the meeting and like make sure that, you know, one person gets to talk more than other people. What we, what I'm saying though is, is that if we listen to our black friends, we listen to our friends of color and they say, well, a lot of the time when I'm in a meeting, I get steamrolled and why, you know, then we're going to say, well, we believe you. We believe that that is a thing that can happen and we can make space to make sure that at least in that meeting where we are present, that it is less likely to happen. So the way that this would look would be like, so say for example, I'm going to say like, you know, Trevor Noah, right? <laughs> Trevor Noah is, uh, is, in a, is in a meeting of, uh, uh, you know, well, maybe to Trevor Noah because he's, he's super, super uh, popular and, you know, he's probably the boss. Of what, who knows? Who knows what, what, what those dynamics are like? Let's just say a guy named Trevor. He's, um, we're in computers. Uh, he's like, a, maybe he's the user experience guy, right? And uh, he's a person of color and we're in a meeting. We're talking about, uh, a new uh, a new product. We're talking about a product launch, and we've got you know uh, you know we've got Bill from sales. We've got Stacy from uh, uh, you know you know uh, what do you call it engineering. We've got uh, Kristen from marketing. We've got you know a bunch of different people in the room, and the conversation's going. What I can do so when I am in that room and I am part of the majority, I can be sensitive to the idea that the person, the, the minority person, the person who is, is not the majority, Trevor, in this instance, my hypothetical Trevor, may not get room to speak in the meeting. And so what that would look like would be like, you know, if I notice that Bill in sales is steamrolling and he's just talking and talking and talking, to use, uh, you know, whatever position I have, whoever, you know, at least notice that this is going on and say, hey, you know, let's take a step back here. You know, what does user experience have to say? You know, is there, is there another thing that needs to be said? Or if Trevor says, you know, if the person of color in the room says, um, you know, uh, I think these buttons really need to be turquoise or whatever they say, right? And then, you know, Stacy, you know, starts talking over it and blah, 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 blah. And it gets lost to say, hey, just basically being the mindful vigil, like you're having vigil, you're just being vigilant, you're just being aware, fucking conscious of the fact that this is a thing that happens, that when a person of color is in a room, that's full of a bunch of white people that oftentimes their voice isn't heard. It just happens. It's just a thing that happens, right? It's not like, it's not a big deal. It's not anybody's, it's, it's not, it's not anybody's, it is somebody's fault. It's our fault. It's totally our fault. But I'm just saying, these are the kinds of things that we have to say, okay, these are things that we can change. So Stacy's, you know, kind of going off on another point. Hey, I, th- I think we need to circle back around. You can also say in your meeting, circle back around. I need to circle back around to what Trevor was saying, that the, the button should probably be turquoise. Do you see what I'm saying here? Right. So uh, 
whatever the whatever whatever the meeting is, whatever the thing is that we're listening to make sure that someone's voice is that that could be silenced gets actually heard. And then also making sure that if the person speaks and is ignored, that we amplify what they said so that it's not ignored. Right? How's that, how, does that set with you? Do you see what I'm saying? Have you seen this happen in meetings? Right? Have you seen this happen? Because I've seen it happen. So, you know, and I think sometimes people say, well, you know, well, if you're looking for racism, then all you're going to find is racism. Yeah! As is oxygen. If you go looking for oxygen, it will be there because it is a fucking real thing. Right? It's just a thing that it, it, is, it, is, it is what it is. It is where we are. And so if we want to talk about, you know, again, you know, self-care and replenishment and being in the world, these are the things that we have to do. Maybe not just this particular thing, whatever it is, whatever it is that you do, whatever the thing you find, these are the kinds of things that we have to do on a day-to-day basis, those micro little things to be the kind of people who are undoing racism and white supremacy. Last idea. Here's my third my third suggestion, and this is something that I've got to get way the fuck better at doing. So when I hear, here's my when I, when I, when, when XYZ happens, I will do ABC, right? So when I hear uh, or see, or uh, when I hear or encounter uh, white people being unconsciously racist, I will get curious and use the Socratic method to highlight why what they're doing is fucked up. So here's an example. Here's a for instance. Okay. Uh, I worked in a place where we had one African-American woman on our team. And whenever anyone would speak about her or speak to her, Suddenly, they became, um, they would, white, these are mostly white men, would use their black lady voice. Oh, she does, like, fucking stop. Like, you think you're being funny, but it's not funny at all, right? And when it was happening around me, I got blindsided. I was like, y'all, this is not funny. This is like, but I can't, but I'm like, do I say anything? Because I don't want to embarrass or, you know, take on a fight that's not my fight or I don't, I had no idea what to do. I was in that like deer in the headlights kind of a thing. Um, and what I came to was in the same way that, uh, again, you know, that, 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 that I mentioned before, it, it's not about the world. It's not about having a world just so whether it made my colleague uncomfortable or not, because that was a big concern for me, it made me uncomfortable. It made me uncomfortable. And that's not the world where I want to live, where some fucking white frat boys or granite frat boys can sit there and make like racist asses of themselves. And I just have to sit there listening to it. So, um, you know, this is, that was a place where I didn't do very well you know, previously, I didn't do, I didn't, I didn't um, go off at anybody, or I didn't, you know, stay calm and speak my piece. Uh, 
but it's actually a place where online I found this this method, right? So the, when we say the Socratic method, what we're talking about is asking questions, right? We're not saying, you know, you you stupid fuckface, you're not on two two seven, you're not, you know, you're not like you don't get to make you don't you know you don't get to 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 act like Jack Hay when you're talking about the one you know, black person on our team. Like, you don't get to do that. That's not cool. Um, that's, 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 that's yelling at people. That's telling them off. And like, nobody, nobody likes that, right? I like that. I mean, it probably feels good in a minute. But, um, but what people do respond to is qu- are questions, right? So it would be more like, so I noticed that when, uh, you know, uh, so-and-so is speaking and then, you speak about that person, you use a voice that's like this. What, why do you do that? You know, what, what is, what, what's, what, what is it about that, 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 you know, makes you feel that way? Why is that interesting to you? Is that, is that something that, you know, would be funny? I don't know. I, I, trust me, this is the, this is one of the places where my micro, my micro liberation is, is, um, is, is, is want, um, in the real life, taking on like a big room full of like, you know, former frat boys. I'm, I'm still getting there. I'm going to find a way to do it. But that's what I think can happen is ask, is asking questions about it. Um, when we're online, you know, it can happen the same way. Um, I had a, there was a, there was an incident where it was on, it was a LinkedIn, uh, exchange. And, uh, one of my, uh, a friend posted something about Lizzo and then, you know, a notoriously devil, a no, notorious devil's advocate. You know, one of the one of those uh, white fellows who's always like, "Well, just to play devil's advocate," and it's like, "No, you're just being a fucking racist." Um, had a you know had a whole bunch of stuff laying into about Lizzo and language, and first of all, don't even fucking talk about Lizzo. Like, I'll just smack your mouth because respect where respect is due. Uh, but uh, I think in that exchange, ex- the exchange that happened, it was like a performance because anything you do online, you're not ever arguing with the person you're arguing with. You're arguing in order to show how to argue, right? That's that's what we're doing, right? So I I think I effectively asked questions about, well, you know, it's interesting that you have this opinion. Have you considered this? And you think this, and why would you, are you thinking this or this, Right. In asking a series of questions to highlight that really what the person is getting at is just being a fucking racist, right? So I think if when I see that online, I can definitely, I can use questions to not be confrontational, but to ask questions and to see if I can highlight the ridiculousness and the, the, the meanness that's behind the comment. When I hear people, white people making, being racist and, you know, acting like assholes in, they don't even know, uh, unconsciously, unconsciously in, uh, in, in day-to-day conversation, I can, you know, I, I, I can, I can try, I can try to be, to, to stand up and use questions and ask questions about it, and find a way through it to just ask, and, and, and ask enough questions to see if the person can see for themselves that it is, uh, it's inappropriate and demeaning, right? 
So those are the three things that I'm going to try and work on this year. Um, well, maybe there'll probably be a lot more. But what I'm getting at is these are three three things that I could start with. You know, I'm going to get the fuck out of people's way. Uh, I'm going to make sure that in meetings, my friends who are people, people of color get heard. And I'm going to uh, diffuse racist jokes or racist comments with questions, right? Those are my three actions. Those are my atomic habits. Those are my, those are my commitments for uh, my New Year's resolutions to make the world a better place. And when we talk about self-care, then there's some chance that myself, uh, the, the self that I have, may end up floating around in a world that is just a little bit less oppressive just a little bit safer. Uh, because for me, all of the, like I said, you know, all of the m- rose milk baths in the world are not really going to cut it if the world is still um, dangerous for people, like deeply dangerous for people that I love. Um, and even if you, even if you in your life, you don't have a lot of folks that you love who are people of color or friends who are black or friends who are Latino or friends who are Filipina or whatever your whatever it is, if you're just a person in the world who's white, who you don't really, just for the love of all things holy, you know, for the love of human, of human beings, you know, that I, I hope that this becomes important for you. And, and, and even though I know that it is important for you, and I know that in some part of you it is important. I hope that it becomes important to you such that it is important like a New Year's resolution, that it is important like a, a recommitment to yourself um, and making the world as you want it to be, um, as we as we all say that it should be. So uh, thank you for letting me get this off my chest. This was this has been something that has been weighing on me and uh, I, I keep hearing it, I keep seeing people talking that they're resolutions and all of that and it's just it's just been 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 pressing on me uh because of course just just so too like the full-on disclaimer i don't have all the answers i don't know what the fuck i'm doing but i'm really i really want to try i really really want to try i really want to try and make the world um you know safer and kinder and more just for everyone who lives in it uh and so i think for 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 me uh, you know, making sure that I'm using my life to carve out space for others is, is super important. So, um, next time, I'm not sure what our, my next topic is going to be. I'm hoping that the new project's going to come out coming up. Um, and I hope you'll stay with me. Uh, I know that this is a heavy topic. This is a lot to take in. It's a lot to kind of, Hmm, I'm just going to let this one sit down and kind of percolate for a minute. Just kind of trickle down. Uh, but I am, I welcome, conversation about this and especially from friends who are and listeners who are uh white folks who are who who are who 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 are not white who do not want a white supremacist world who do not want their privilege to uh imbue everything that and uh to 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 uh have the cruelty that comes in the world from uh the interlocking oppressions that we all face so uh I'm curious about your thoughts on this and curious too to hear what other kinds of micro liberations we can think of. What else can we think of? Um, you know, friends of color, you know, listeners, you know, if you have ideas of things that 
are, um, you know, this, you know, this, this is something that always happens. And, you know, I could, I could use somebody to, you know, not walk into me or, uh, not, uh, not whatever it is. Uh, if you feel comfortable commenting, comment publicly or just message me because I think it's an important conversation to keep going, uh, as we continue to make the world the way that we really want it to be, which is truly, um, just and uh free for 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 all beings so uh and with that it's now the 21st and uh it's tuesday so uh thank you all for listening and uh may all beings be free thanks so much talk to you soon